I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Welcome to the Ambassador Podcast, a resource created by a community of Christians seeking to represent God to a watching world in humility, unity, and boldness. Our goal is to educate, be educated, encourage, be encouraged, challenge, and be challenged as we pursue a heavenward perspective of God's heart for racial equity and reconciliation rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ambassador Podcast. Uh, and today we have more stories. And today we're going to be hearing a little bit from um, our co-host, Tracy Spears. What's up? Yeah, tell us a little about your story. Man, yeah. I think uh, even before I start, I just want to say I deeply love my family and I want to honor them throughout it. And so hmm. uh, I hope as I explain my story and what God has done in it, that you guys would see that and hear that. And that would be the heartbeat of what I'm saying. Hmm. But yeah, uh, so I am from L.A., more specifically Compton, California. Let's go. Stand up. Um, Compton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so I come from a large family, seven siblings, uh, so pretty big in that regards, but a lot of brokenness throughout that. And so definitely did not grow up Christian. While I knew that there was like a God, I didn't actually like believe that the God, of what people told me about the things that I heard about him cared about me because of suffering and brokenness. And so, yeah, I just lived a lot in uh, poverty and a uh, divorced home and uh, trying to navigate where do, where's my place at or um, more so like, what does it look like to be cared for and loved? Um, and so, yeah, I think Throughout that, it created me a perfectionist nature of like, I got to earn. Um, and so, yeah, growing up even as a, at a young age, striving to be the best in school and academics, striving to be the best in athletics, striving to like even hear the words that I love you um, from people that are just loyal and I think just embedded with a, a history of their own brokenness that didn't know how to express that well. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think growing up, a lot of laughter, super loud, crazy family, which it's still so fun to be around. Um, and uh, navigating living in the space of L.A., which a lot of people would assume is like ready to go to talk about like race issues like that. But I think you still get to trace the history of um, people not willing to talk about it, be complacent. And so navigating even was it like to grow up as a black little girl wanting straight hair and mm-hmm. uh, wanting to be fair skinned mm-hmm. and uh, wondering if I looked a certain way, would people treat me That's better? Right. Um, and so that just kind of carried on to what I thought about who God was and wow. what he cared about my brown wow. body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so after uh, around high school, I moved to Apple Valley, California, which is about like an hour away from uh, L.A. area because my mom moved there. And so my sister, my older brothers and I moved up there with my mom. And that space was a lot less diverse. And the school that I was going to was predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting placed into uh, AP classes, things along those lines, super used to being the only black student there, super used to uh, people just kind of screaming out, oh, you're articulate for mm-hmm. a black woman. Oh, you're yeah. this for a black woman. Yeah. And so for me, I learned quickly, okay, I got to mute who I am in yeah. order to fit into these spaces. Wow. And so... You had to achieve the standard. 
Yeah. 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 There's a bar being set. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And realizing that like for black people, when they see you, Mm. it's you represent the whole uh, culture. Like Mm -hmm. you represent it all. So if I mess up, then that's going to reflect another black individual. So, but if I'm doing well, then it's just me, which is, Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. The, the paradox within that, but um, yeah. So navigating, man, I want to, I'll, I want to go to college. I'm, I'm going to be the first generation college student and wanting to live a life that would be able to help my family out. Uh, one that poured out for them. And, uh, in that my freshman year, God just wrecked me. Um, God just brought forth like one, my own sin and my brokenness and my neediness, hmm. ways that I was proud, thinking that I myself could save myself and save hmm. my family through academics, through the ways that I achieved certain things and God being hmm. like, you can do nothing apart from me. And wow. that came from people entering into my space and speaking gospel truth that forever thankful for. Um, but that didn't negate continued suffering. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when sometimes people become believers, they believe like, man, I'm no longer going to suffer, but that's not the truth of what actually happens. Mm-hmm. Like on this earth until Christ returns again. I mean, scripture says like, take heart, right. you'll, you'll endure, right. you'll have suffering in it, but that doesn't mean Christ will be not a part of it. And so through it, uh, witnessing that, yeah, God is with me enduring the pain way before I ever experienced it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that led me to obviously apply to universities. And one of my younger brothers uh, was like, man, you should go to University of Oregon just because he loved the Ducks. No association to it. Applied to a lot of universities in California. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ah, oh, whatever. I'll just, I'll just head, just try it out. And I was like, I don't know. For some reason, once I got that scholarship, got a call back, got the email. I was like, all right, I'm going. Never visited the school, mm-hmm. dropped everything. Mm-hmm. It was worth the, the experience to me to experience <laughs> something new. But then I walk in on the space at University of Oregon, which is predominantly hugely white. So a lot of what we see in Ames, Iowa, um, and just the history of like Portland and uh, things along those lines, not allowing, you know, minorities into the state until, you know, 1970, I believe. Yeah, which is wild. But yeah, came in still, even though I knew the gospel and had... Uh, gave my life to Christ, it was still a part of me that felt like I had to achieve. And the, the part of the gospel that constantly have to be repeated to me is God's grace. That's not earned. You can't earn it and you can't lose it. That's and right. so entering in freshman year onward was still a lot of fighting to lay down my dreams and aspirations to hmm. provide for my family, really, um, in the way that I mean, working a job, still having to send money back home, yeah. still working uh, yeah. to be in a space where people don't really care about you. It felt like That's a lot right. of times um, not really being seen. And because my major was a science major, yep. there still wasn't a lot of people that looked like me. And so people were shocked when they were like, oh, you want to be a doctor? Hmm. You sure you know how much work is in that? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't hear you say that to wow. other people walking through. And yep. so it was a determination in me that I think is still there. But uh, that forced me to still keep like grinding, head to the books, um, not really experiencing the freedom that the gospel actually brings in, in Christ. And then it hit my junior year where I applied to programs, didn't get in, and then God just wrecked me where mm-hmm. it's like, man, you still actually believe this very thing could save you? Or you still actually believe that you could save your families through the works that you do? Mm-hmm. And that just shattered me in a way where I actually felt like God was slowly opening my hands for him to have wow his hand over my future where it wasn't going to be me to say the steps that go next, but it would actually be, God, you are worth every ounce of who I am. And I actually believe that the gospel is, is worth it. And so 
yeah, junior year onward, got to go overseas a little bit, do medical mission trips. And from there, that's when God started to like speak like a little seed into me. What about ministry? What about medicine ministry and things along those lines? And so that was a wrestle for a bit. And so after I took a gap year after graduating from the University of Oregon, I was uh, getting ready to apply again to programs. But my college pastor at the time would constantly kind of slip into my ear and say, what about ministry? Give us, give us a timeline. What year was that? Yeah. Uh, graduated 2016. Okay. Yeah. And then took a gap year to start yeah, applying yeah, to yeah. programs and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my college pastor who I feel so grateful for just kept kind of sipping in like, man, what about ministry? And I'm like, nah, yeah. I got people to take care of. Ministry don't pay nothing. Mm-hmm. So, so once again, God's still working. God's still breaking me. The yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need that check. Yeah. yeah. Messed up, man. God is kind, ain't he? Uh, anyway, he good. He good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he just kept like slipping that in there, like, what about ministry? And if, if yeah. I'm saying that I'm a person that actually believes that money can't save someone, that actually, like, my own works can't save someone, only Jesus mm-hmm. can, then that requires me to say, yeah, you're it. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, after a bit, my college pastor moved to Ames, Iowa, and I had no idea what Ames, Iowa was. But he told me to come to his office to talk to him. dreams. I mean, I never heard of it, really. That might sound, that is very ignorant, but I felt like, what? Yeah. I knew Iowa, but what the heck yeah, is Ames? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he... Uh, well, you know an Iowa is like, <laughs> that's, that's an A+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, I guess, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, he was like, man, I'm heading out on whatever day it was before he left, right? Yeah. You should come to my office. I was like, for sure. Yeah. I wasn't going to step foot in that. I was knew what he was going to say again. Yeah. And I didn't want to feel the conviction from uh, God to say, yeah, ministry, head into it. And so eventually, after a lot of prayer, um, him spending time and hearing what God was doing here in Ames, Iowa, it's like, I would be a fool to think that I want to be more obsessed with what it is that I'm doing than what it is that God is calling and doing in me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's where I laid my yes down after a lot of tears, mm-hmm. you know, consulting people that knew and loved me. And uh Came to Ames, Iowa, mm-hmm. and it was a a wild time. But God, the first year here, I've been here two years now. Mm-hmm. God has just been so faithful to yeah. reveal, continuously reveal my own sin, my own wow. neediness for Him, and my desire to know and love Him more. And that comes from just His His grace that's lavishly poured out on me. Just go ahead and tell everybody what is what's your heart for for the ambassador? Yeah, I think the heart for the ambassador comes from seeing and recognizing who Jesus is. Um, and as people who see and recognize who Jesus is, who are actually broken, um, who are actually broken over their own pride, messiness, and, and uh, realize their need, mm-hmm. um, that is actually the heartbeat for me behind the ambassador and the desire for other people to, to see their need for Jesus. And yeah. um, in light of um, what has already been true of uh, American history with mm-hmm. race and, and brokenness and my own experience as being a black woman right. and my own experience of witnessing my dad, my brothers, my family mm-hmm. walk through racial injustice. Um, I don't see how believers can't uh, want to jump into the fight. I can't see how believers wouldn't say my God cares for the oppressed, the brokenhearted, the the widow, the orphan. Um, we should be people that say, yeah, God, break my heart for the things that break yours. And I yeah. want to to actually be that and live that and breathe that and be a witness so that people may see Jesus more clearly. Mm, 
Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Oh. Thank you for listening to the Ambassador Podcast. If you would like to hear more episodes or get more information about the Ambassador, please check out our website at www.weareambassador.com.